Hello and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast, where we seek to inspire and equip you to bring your parish from maintenance to mission. My name is Dan O'Rourke and we're back in studio today. I've got my friend Eric Myatt with me today again. It's good to see you, Eric. Good to see you, Dan. And I, I'm always happy when you're here, but I'm particularly happy because today we're going to continue a conversation around music and you've got a background and experience in, in music ministry. Isn't that right? Yep, I'm ready to get into it. Excellent. I, I wish you'd brought your guitar, your banjo. I don't know. What, what do you play? One of those, one of those. One two. of those. Yeah. A banjo is how I'm going to imagine it later tonight. Banjo. Yeah, practice. <laughs> Brother James, how's your banjo activity going these days? I've never played a banjo before. Well, you know what? There's always an opportunity for you to continue your growth and development. It's wonderful. Uh, and two guys who I, bo- I expect do not play banjo, but do have a background and a passion for music, our friends from worship now, Gabriel and Chris. Welcome back into the studio today, guys. Hey, glad to be back then. So look, guys, last time we had a great conversation. We started to explore your personal stories. We talked a little bit about the Worship Now story and, and how you guys found yourselves uh, doing something really amazing and powerful. But I'm, I was really keen for us to get back and to dive back into, into a conversation about worship music and particularly the, the story of, of Worship Now. Now, one of the things I was struck by, uh, Gabriel, was uh, the book. I'm holding a physical book. Now, why in the world is, is this hymnal in, in, in tree meat form? We are trying to meet the church where, where it's at. So many, many parishes, small, well, small and medium-sized parishes, generally speaking, um, still have hymnals in the pew. So a lot of these parishes also um, may not have a full-time music director, um, and they may have a volunteer or somebody who just gets a stipend when, when they come uh, on the weekend to provide um, music for mass. So we wanted a... We wanted a turnkey solution that when a music director comes in, everything is ready. The music, um, the songs that are, are in our hymnal uh, follow the liturgical life of the church. Um, they're laid out with a, a topical index. So picking the music is easier for a music director. The songs are already in the pew. Um, so there's no preparation of song sheets or, or um, slides, which... Um, if a church does projection, I mean, we recommend um, doing projection if, if you can, but if not, mm-hmm. the music's already in the pew. Um, the accompaniments, um, which are which are designed, um, they have been custom, custom written and arranged for mass. So they've been thought through in the context of mass. So you have those arrangements. You can walk in and pull the accompaniment off the shelf. It just makes it makes life easier on a music director, especially if they're not a full time. I think there's, there's I mean, a few things that I noticed as well, guys. Uh, I think the, one of the things is that you've gone through and filtered music, and I mean that's one of the the challenges in using some of this music. And even non-Catholic uh, music leaders will identify this: that some of the songs are just bad, like they're the bad <laughs> theology. It's, they it's, sound good. Like the, the Trinitarian <laughs> theology is all messed up. The, it's like it's sappy. It, it's and so some of it is just not appropriate for the liturgy. And I know that our, our music ministry spends a lot of time in that. I mean, the, at the same time, there's some amazing stuff uh, being written by Catholic writers, but also by non-Catholic writers as well. Some beautiful, be- beautiful stuff that works very well with the liturgy. And so you've done that. I mean, what a, what a great uh, help to people that you, you guys have kind of I've put it through a filter and have, and, and have music that's actually been, a, been approved. Mm-hmm. The other thing I liked about it is I look through the book, I see the, the introductory pages that, that guide people through the liturgy and the explanations that you've given are actually very, in a sense, mission-ready. They're, 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 they, they presume that, that people don't know a lot. And I, I've always 
thought, I wish we could have more like that. that so when someone comes into a pew who's maybe not familiar with the Mass mm-hmm. and can read through, like I read through the in, in instructions for receiving communion, is very respectfully explained in a, in, a, in a kind of a welcoming way, but is very clear and faithful to what we teach as a church. And so I'm very grateful for that as well, because people, when they come into a pew and sit down, they'll, they'll reach for a book like this and flip it open and begin to read. The, the book was designed just to help engagement in general, um, especially for a visitor who comes to a Catholic church. It can feel very, very awkward and mm. foreign. So we just, we want to be a welcoming faith. We want to, we want people who come to mass um, to feel the love of Christ when they come in the room. We wanted the book to be very user friendly. A lot of times I feel like hymnals are designed for the musician mm-hmm. rather than uh, the average person in the pew, which a lot of, a lot of people don't read music. So when you have notes all over the page and then multiple songs um, on, on a page and so we just we just went with a clean, clean design just to help that engagement with a, a larger font. Um, we've notated the the refrains on all the songs, but we left the rest just very simple, mm. and it's just, just to help engage the faithful. I mean, I feel like I just feel like uh, the, the the Catholic um, faithful just need to be awakened. I mean, they're just uh, and they're just they're desiring. Um, to, to experience Christ and to, to receive him and his word in the Eucharist. And sometimes um, the, the music that we sing or, or um, the, the hospitality at a parish, sometimes it doesn't welcome them and it doesn't inspire them. And so um, the songs that are in the book and the way it's laid out is all designed uh, to engage uh, somebody. Gabriel, to- you're going so fast. You're, you're, you're dropping bombs, man. Like <laughs> I, 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 want, I just want to jump it over and over because you're dropping. Like when you just said, uh, you know, and, and I'm going to emphasize it because you, 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 as soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, when you said that hymnals are, are more written for, for musicians than they are for, for mm. the average parishioner, I thought, oh, my gosh, it never occurred to me. But. Holy, yeah, that's exactly right. And that's exactly the kind of thing, Father James, that, that we, we try and coach and help parishes to be aware of. Yeah. And, and so some of the ways that, that we would uh, support parishes in that is, is through the way we would do um, digital presentations and, and, and screens. And Chris, you'd spoken a little bit about your, your parish experience where they do use screens. Does, uh, how does worship now interface with technology? What, what's, the, what's the interplay? So we are currently in the process of developing um, a whole digital platform uh, that is the plan. We would also like to try to help bring uh, the Catholic Church um, forward a little bit in the digital space because we do believe that this digital technology has a way to help even improve our, our worship beyond what it is now. Uh, I myself, um, you know, being raised a little more traditional, also when I first arrived and heard the idea of putting screens in the, in the parish, I, I wasn't quite sure what to think about it, but. Um, as I always try to remain open to the spirit uh, and to new ideas, um, we gave it a try, and I have to uh, admit that it is one of the best decisions that we've made mm. uh, because we've seen greater engagement. Um, people's heads are actually out of the book. Um, their chins are up. We can hear them singing above uh, any of the music leaders, which is ultimately our goal is that's what we want to hear. They're facing the altar, watching the sacrifice happen right before their eyes. So it's a, the most beautiful thing. So we are in development of um, some slide uh, projection um, resources as well. So just uh, keep an eye uh, on worship now, but that will be coming in the very near future. 
along with you know some other resources too mm. for the musicians. Yeah, I love how you frame frame the book, and even as you're talking, it's clear it's a mission focused. You're expecting new people to come, and the tools and your initiative is is um, engaged in that that. Uh, I love how you're talking about the different barriers that are potentially um, there for people starting up. I'm curious, what would you say to somebody who's listening to this is saying, yeah, I'm right on. I want to, I want to start this maybe isn't full-time ministry in our last podcast. You guys mentioned some of the the barriers, the opportunities that you saw uh, to get into full-time ministry. How would you guide them as, as a first step, a young leader who says, I want to, I want to do this at my parish. What would you say to that person? I would say, um, give us a call, contact us because mm. with Chris and I have uh, probably almost 40, 50 years experience combined in doing this music at mass. Um, and the resources that, that, that we have could really, really assist somebody like that, um, and make it easier for them to implement the music, um, with, without having to jump through hoops. And like we've talked about and, and, and figure this all out on their own. Um, we've kind of done all that work, uh, for them. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, to check out the, um, the accompaniments that we have, um, the, uh, the hymnal itself, um, and, and the resources that we offer, um, could really make, uh, that job easier on somebody like that. So you guys know yeah. that that divine renovation is all about helping parishes become missional, which is just be outward focused. And I'm picking up so much of, of a, a similar vibe from, from worship now, which, which is just getting me all jacked up and excited over here. And so we've talked a little bit about the mechanics. And, and so like, you know, even just the, the design of, of your hymnal, which is, it's a stunning, uh, I'm, I'm calling a hymnal stunning. This is, this is how weird uh, this, this, this podcast <laughs> has gotten, right? It's a stunning hymnal, but it is. I mean, that's, I guess that's part of the point. Um, help me understand when it comes to, to, to engaging um, both the unchurched and the, and the people who are falling away. I'm really curious how your music selections, the, the book, the, the songs, the hymns that make it into, into this book. What, what's the thinking? What's the process? What's the strategy? What's driving you guys? Gabriel, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll jump in yeah. here real quick. And, and I know you had lots of thought to this, but I know something the two of us talk about all the time because as, as we have journeyed into this path, we've already been receiving lots of song submissions um, and we also put out a, a weekly a song suggestion guide mm. um, because we do think that there's a lot that goes into selecting songs uh, for the liturgy. It's a very important part of the process, and it's not something that should be taken lightly. Um, and something that Father James hit upon in our earlier podcast that uh, really got me kind of jacked up, but we didn't get a chance to get back to it, was just this, um, this concept of praise to God. Uh, and there's many times that I know I've, I've been to liturgy where I've tend to see more of kind of a, a horizontal worship taking place, which is good. We are there. It's a communal prayer. Uh, but there needs to be a balance mm-hmm. of this in liturgy. And uh, like Father James said, you know, nothing gets people more amped up at Mass than to be singing songs of praise. So I know this was part of the process in some of the song selections. Ultimately, you know, the first and foremost was the theology and was it true to the Catholic doctrine. Um, but this was another thing that was very important to us, making sure there was a balance of you know, more horizontal songs and vertical, uh, because we recommend that that's what a liturgy should have a balance of. So that, that's one of the, the main objectives. But Gabriel, I don't know if you'd like to add any more to that. Yeah, so those things Chris uh, touched on absolutely. Also, the the accessibility 
of the song. So yes, it needs to be scriptural. It needs to speak truth. It needs to stay, be true to our Catholic faith. But also, does the song inspire somebody? Can they sing it after they hear it one time? You know, can they can they can they join in uh, the prayer of the song um, just in the in the hour we have at mass um, to engage them? So the song has to be inspirational. It needs to be accessible, um, and it needs to be beautiful. It needs to be. Um, just an, just a natural extension of our prayer that we can join in together, and so that's these songs have all been have all in, have all been looked at through that lens of of the, the points Chris mentioned that I've mentioned um, that um, every song we believe is just an amazing song. Like wow. um, so much care has been put into selecting these songs, and and they 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 really can just. Um, make your liturgy come alive and engage, um, engage somebody, um, into, into singing. So I think, uh, you know, the, the, the title of your, of your hymn book worship now, I mean, the, the term worship, I think in some ways I, I struggle sometimes, like say with the praise, the, 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 the phrase praise and worship music, there's a, as part of me, mm, I, I kind of, it, it's kind of not kind of Catholic, uh, and, and it's, it kind of implies that praise and worship only happens with this type of music, which of course we know that's that's not true. So I struggle with it, but at the same time, there's a, there's also a truth there because it it's very easy to sing a hymn and not worship. You know, these people worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Uh, that's a very real thing. Uh, we the goal the goal of worship is to is to lift up our hearts to the Lord, to lay down our lives, to say. I surrender. Here I am. You know, send me to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. That's what worship should lead to, uh, not just to be some some intellectual experiment. And I remember having a conversation with a priest who was more attracted to a traditional style of liturgy, and he really struggled. He really liked uh, the proposal of divine renovation, but really struggled with contemporary music. And I remember him saying to me. But what is it like? What objectively is the measure of music that should be used in the liturgy? What there's got to be an objective measure. There has to be an objective measure. And I said that it leads to worship. Yeah, are the people singing? But not even are the people singing because you can sing and not be worshiping. Does it actually lead to worship? Does it lead to surrendered lives? Does it lead us to say, you know, so often people come to the liturgy and they're saying, "Here I am, here I am, Lord, come and do my will." As true worship says, here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. I mean, that that's worship, to lay down my life in, 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 in sacrifice. And, you know, and if Gregorian chant does that for people, go for it. If, if a contemporary music does that, go for it. Because I think that, and that in some ways, that's the objective measure. Uh, I, I just, can I just say one, one other thing? Uh, one of the things that's always driven me over the years as a priest is, is presiding at the Eucharist and seeing the the non the non uh, engagement in worship you know people you know the psalm says my in the great assembly o lord my lips did not remain silent but there's a lot of silent lips people not not really mm-hmm. engaging and i've often thought it's like you know it's like being in a, in a love relationship and being totally non engaged in it and i, I get this is kind of weird but there's a 2004 movie with adam sandler and drew barrymore called blended and it's about these two I think he's a he's a widower, and their friends make them go on this this uh, blind date, and he doesn't want to go on it, and he's been like a total jerk, like he's been absolutely impolite, like he's present but he's not paying attention, he's not engaging. And I remember watching this scene in that movie; it's really funny. Thinking that's how a lot of Catholics go to mass. <laughs> if they're there, 
they have a meal in a sense they're engaging, but they're totally not interested in just going through the motions. And anyway, check that movie out, Blended 2004, Adam Sandler. <laughs> Recommendations <laughs> here on the podcast, <laughs> movies. <laughs> but they fall in love in the movie. In Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Now you're sorry, ruining sorry, it for sorry. everyone. Put it in the notes. <laughs> but how do we get people from that to, you know, they're, they're there, but they're complete. And so many people are just not engaged. And we got to help them to fall in love. When it comes to, to to music style, what what are the what are your experiences? Because I, you know, for people who haven't seen the Worship Now hymnal, what what style of music might I find inside of it? Well, we really don't like styles. <laughs> we we just feel that this music is the music of today. Um, you know, there's there's been different journeys that that music has gone through from the beginning of time um, all the way today. So, to kind of put a category on it. Um, is something that we don't really like to do. Uh, we feel like it's the music of today's culture, um, the, the sounds of today. You know, many of the youth and the young adults aren't growing up, unfortunately, you know, with learning instruments like the organ and the lyre and the harp. You know, the instruments that they are carrying uh, around their shoulders on campus are guitars and they have keyboards in their rooms. And these are the, the instruments that are near and dear to them and help them portray the words that they hear from God um, into a beautiful melody. And we just feel that a vehicle for these youth and these young adults um, needs to be a resource like this. So uh, our hope uh, beyond this current version of the hymnal is to also be a platform for future um, Catholic artists and artists that are already writing this style of music. Mm. Um, to not let fear um, or this notion that uh, a style of music that people do like to categorize as praise and worship can't be done at mass. We've been on a journey to try to show people how profound um, worship can be with music that's used and given to us from God today. Mm. Do you guys find that uh, this resource, when parishes adopt it and use the hymnal, uh, do people tend to use it exclusively, or is it sort of a supplement to some of the other uh, maybe hymnals that they are using, uh, for example, for liturgical seasons and that kind of thing? I always find selection particularly challenging in some of the liturgical um, seasons. So do you find that people blend it? You mentioned earlier in the last podcast about the blend of the traditional and the contemporary do most folks who use your resource adopt a similar approach? That, that is what we recommend. <clears throat> the book has been designed uh, to be a, a complementary mm. uh, hymnal to a traditional hymnal. Mm. So you might see it next to a Breaking Bread or a Worship by GIA. Um, the, and so that's, that's what we recommend, is that, that we, blend, um, we blend the music at Mass so everybody can worship in spirit and truth. Mm. And so we think that the songs in the hymnal, compl- you know, uh, um, sitting, sitting beside some of our traditional, beautiful um, songs of the church 
um, it's just a complete worship and it can gauge um, all ages. Gabriel, I wonder if you could unpack something for me that Chris said earlier, because uh, what I heard Chris say was, was you know, part of, of, of what Worship Now wants to achieve is it really wants to raise up or empower the next or current generation of, of worship leaders, of musicians, of Catholic musicians or, 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 or Christian musicians. I'd, I'd love to understand what your vision is around this, because we are focused on how do we raise up the next generation of Catholic leaders in, in all sorts of ministries. And, and you've got so you're laser focused on, on music ministry. So tell me what you see and what you're what you're hope for. Well, we think one of the current challenges right now is that these musicians don't have a platform. They're not being heard. Um, there's nothing, they're not organized in any meaningful way where their music can be brought to the church. Um, it's, it's hit or miss. And so we just see a huge opportunity here. We have um, future leaders in the church, um, future uh, disciples of Christ, and we just we see a huge opportunity to be able to form them, to mentor them, to find these people, um, find the current existing ones, but also help form and, and raise up a new generation of uh, this writing music um, that draws people uh, to come and know and serve and love the Lord. And so um, it's a huge part of our mission. And um, we're, we're just so excited about it. Uh, we, we're, we're getting so much feedback now um, and requests. Um, you know, can we send, uh, you know, send our music to you? Can, you know, how can you help? Mm. And so we just see this as a huge um, part of our mission, um, you know, because because right now we, we feel like that if we don't if we don't do this, um, the music, either these 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 young adults, these young musicians are going to go to another uh, denomination, you know, that that has the, uh, the the contemporary band and the lights and all this stuff, um, you know, and so. We feel like that if we don't do something about it, we're going to lose um, lose these people and their music, and and it's just um, such an important piece of, of of our mission. Time absolutely flies when we talk to you guys. Uh, I can't believe I, I just looked at my watch. I'm like, oh my gosh, how does it go this quickly? Uh, with everything going as fast as I, I want to make sure though, is there anything else that you guys really wanted to add for for parishes and for people to hear? Yeah, I just would like to add to those young uh, artists. Um, you know continue to, to fight the fight um, and, and walk the walk and, and live out what God is calling you to do. Um, ultimately, our, our mission, I was speaking with a good friend of mine um, just yesterday, John Flaherty. Um, ultimately, what our goal too is to try to connect the liturgy you know, to everybody's own faith and, and life journey too, that they bring out with them during the week so that we can help the lost, the abandoned, mm. uh, the mother who just aborted her child, the prisoner. Uh, ultimately, that's what liturgy should do for us. Mm. And uh, we just want um, them to know that we are, are here for you. Um, and we are excited about this uh, opportunity and this blessing that God has given the church. Um, but we thank you for your mission, and we just ask um, continued prayers and know that we're praying for you and your ministry and that um, God's time is now, and we are, are very excited to be with all of you. Mm. And I don't know if you have anything else to add. That's exactly spot on. And just um, and for all the parishes out there, um, we um, reach out to us. We'd love to help. Um, we have, uh, you can reach us through email, go on our website, um, give us a call. We'd love to help you in any way we can engage your community and awaken their faith um, and point them to Jesus Christ. That's that's so just uh, we're here for you. Um, call us anytime, please. Please. We'd love to help. 
Gabriel and Chris, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, Gabriel, what, what's your uh, website address so we can make sure people know where to find you? Sure. It's uh, worshipnowpublishing.com. 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 And we'll have that in the show notes. But thanks so much for being with us and talking about something that is so critical to any parish that wants to be on mission. That's a conversation about music. That's a conversation about hymns. And it's a conversation about worship. It was such a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you guys for all that you do. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. And thank you for joining us on today's episode of Divine Renovation. Uh, this is an important topic, and there's always more information uh, in terms of learning about worship and music, both on Worship Now's website and continue just to journey along with us at Divine Renovation. And stay tuned for a glimpse of what we're going to be talking about next week. God bless. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be part of a parish going through a transformation? Then look no further than Divine Renovation Apprentice, written by Father Simon Lobo. This book is full of practical insights on how to change the culture of your parish to move from maintenance to mission. To find your copy, follow the link in the description below. Next week on the podcast. It's that balance between, you know, sufficient planning, being very intentional about what you plan. But if you leave no room for the Holy Spirit to to knock on the door and surprise you, like, how do we bring that in? Like, I think of St. Paul, the dream he had of the man saying, come over to Macedonia. I don't know if you had a strategic meeting, would that have made the, would I have made the list of top 10 strategic countries? I don't know. <laughs> the Holy Spirit intervenes. You've, we've got to be intentional, leaving space for the Holy Spirit to work.